It's six o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Traditional craftsmanship, timeless style. Online at BairdBrothers.com. News Radio 570, WKBN, Youngstown's News, Weather, and Talk Station. This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Lee Silisera. Republicans are ready with a new version of Obamacare. Fox's Jared Halpern live on Capitol Hill. The House Republican plan is called the American Health Care Act and if passed would repeal individual and employer insurance mandates and by next year scrap taxes and subsidies instead offering tax credits. The bill would keep some Obamacare era protections for things like pre-existing conditions and for children to stay on their parents health insurance and for now would allow for states to continue operating their own exchanges. Fox is told key committees could start work this week and next with a GOP goal of a final vote in the Senate before Easter recess, Lisa. Thanks, Jared. An Afghan family detained at Los Angeles International Airport being released. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal has this live. Lisa, the family of five was held at LAX Airport last Thursday, even though their attorney, Talia Inlander, says they had special immigrant visas because the father of the family had done work for the U.S. government. Those are visas that are uh, set aside for individuals who have served the United States government abroad, worked for the United States government abroad and whose lives are at risk uh, as a result of that service. And she says they couldn't get a response from Immigration Customs Enforcement about why they were detained or why they were released today. Another one of the attorneys just told me this afternoon after a court hearing the family was given back their visas and may continue traveling. They had been on their way to Seattle, Lisa. Thanks, Jessica. Tennessee officials trying to ease public concerns after an outbreak of bird flu. We have a plan that we have practiced and fine-tuned for many years with the help of local, state, and federal partners to stop the spread of this virus as quickly as possible. Agriculture Commissioner Jay Templeton, who says this strain of bird flu poses little or no threat to humans. On Wall Street, the Dow lost 51, the Nasdaq off 21, the S&P down 7. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. You can't see me because of radio, and I can't see you because I'm totally blind. My blindness doesn't hold me back, but I fight to stay awake during the day because I'm not sleeping through the night. I often struggle to concentrate and just keep up. Sound familiar? You're not alone. But this is not a sleep disorder. It's actually non-24. Learn more about the link between total blindness and your symptoms. Visit learnmore924.com today or call 844-368-2424. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Books and training certificates. I even budgeted for cupcakes so we can celebrate as a class when one of our people gets a job. That's huge. When somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. That's what Living United feels like to me. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United. Our next update at 6.30. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. Listen for the Legacy Financial Show, Sunday nights at 9 with Dave and Sherry. 
The Storm Team 27 forecast is brought to you by Mazzy Heating and Cooling in Girard, your authorized Bryant dealer. Don't be left out in the cold. Call Mazza. Rain showers likely overnight. Small chance for a rumble of thunder. Temperatures only falling into the upper 40s. Scattered showers, warm temperatures for your Tuesday. Chance of thunderstorms and windy at times. Highs in the upper 50s, close to 60. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Temperature 49 degrees. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. And from News Radio 570 to ODKBN. And Ron Verbis, we start here. Here comes John Arnold's Truth Investing Show Monday nights. Hi, John. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm doing well. But they say, uh, let me just uh, do some brain picking here as we start. The market was uh, kind of down a little bit today, a little bit mediocre. Now, what I was hearing is they, they were saying that it was, it was that way because they're concerned about all the distraction issues on the, uh, you know, with uh, with Washington. And, you know, they want to see the tax cuts and Obamacare and stuff starting to get done. Is that accurate? No. Okay. I mean, that is, what, that is what's been said. That is not what I believe. I, I do, uh, you know, obviously I look, in, I look into things more than the average bear because that's my job. And that is definitely what the news is saying, so you're not wrong. You're just reporting. But um, in my belief, and I could be wrong, by the way, my belief is that, we're, today is a start of what I've been talking about was going to happen two weeks ago, the start of a little mini-correction. I believe, I believe that to be true. And the reason why is because I've looked at insider selling on a lot of companies. Uh, one of two things are going on. Either they believe that there's a, there's a, this is a great time to say profit because, because it is what it is. If there, there's heavy profit and it's due for a correction. Or just coincidentally, at the end of this rally, they believe, or they already have, have a, a Section 179 rule, and the Section 179 rule is when an insider, a company manager, a company uh, CEO, et cetera, can sell their stock uh, roughly two times a year. And that way they can't manipulate the stock and they can't manipulate the market with their stock. I have that uh, under my own system because I, I work for an investment bank called Adenberg Dahman, which is a 100-year-old investment bank for – I use them for, we do IPOs, small IPOs in, in investment banking. So I can't sell or buy um, Lattenberg Thalman, uh more than two times a year. In this case, that's either the case with insider trading or there's profit taking going on. I happen to believe because of the heavy volume on, on selling that there's profit taking going on because they believe that we are going into a mini correction. So uh, hopefully that answered your question from my point of view. All right. So so uh, well, let me let me pursue this a little bit. So you have been talking about this mini correction. I guess this would meet with that time frame. So are you saying uh, like as you look at the market over the next, is it just a one day correction, several days? I mean, give me. Oh no, no. I think you got a. I think you got two. I think you got a one. I think you got a month and a half to two months of a dismal to negative. To flat market, I think. So to give you a prediction. Okay, but it, hang on. It, either it'll lose or it'll just be, uh, it'll either be like hardly any movement or we'll have a, a down market, right? No, I believe you're going to have a down. Okay. Because what I'm saying is there's some, I don't think you're going to have 30 straight trading days of down. Mm-hmm. What I think is you're going to have some, you know, some minus 400, some minus 20, maybe some plus 20s, but nothing over the top either way. But I do believe you're going to have some significant profit takings and, and some significant bad news 
come out. Over, um, did you say over the next month or two? Over the next month. Okay. Next month. And by the way, I, I was a day late because remember, if I told you two Mondays ago. John, I'll that, give you uh, a little leeway on that, okay? I'm sorry? I'll give you a little leeway on a day late. Oh, well, thank you, Ronnie Verb. So I, uh, <laughs> you know, John, um, that's okay with me if you miss it by 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to let the audience know that I forgot what I said. I mean, you know, I put the line in the sand. Um, but more, you know, on a serious note, I I believe from a prediction standpoint, if you're a Dow Jones follower, oh, by the way, which I am not, I don't follow the Dow. I think it's manipulated and it's... Uh, it's irrelevant if you're trying to, you know, really manage a, a true investment portfolio. But that is what our, a lot of our listenership list, or follow because that's what's advertised the most. So the Dow Jones at 21,000, I believe, is going to fall 5%, which will put it right at 20,000 or right below 20,000. So I think your market's going to bottom out around 19,800 is what I think is going to happen. Uh, and that would be healthy, by the way. Um, now, why do you say that, that? Now, why do you say that? Just explain when you say anatomy be healthy. What What does that well, mean? Well, it's never. Listen, you can you can. There's only been a couple time periods where over ten years, and you could just literally throw a dart any ten year rolling period: nineteen twenty nine to thirty nine, thirty nine to forty nine, thirty seven to forty seven, eighty one to ninety one. The market's going to average usually over that, that ten day, that ten year trend on the S P five hundred anyway, eight to ten percent a year. Okay. So anything below and anything and above is inefficient. It's it's a it's a it's an anomaly, and that, so what will happen is is one year you'll have one of those, you know, eighteen twenty percent years, and the next year you'll have a flat market or even a down, and it usually averages over two years, an eight to ten percent return. Correct. Okay. So right now we've come out of the gate so hedged, so strong. A lot of my accounts from, from November, literally the day after Trump got elected, we plugged into to. Uh, Industrials, building materials, banking, etc., and we have between fourteen and sixteen percent gains in those accounts. Our our people that we plugged into Amazon before the Christmas rally and some other stuff, we have ridiculous gains on them. So it's inevitable that that we are going to have a profit taking, or maybe even there's some bad news lurking around the corner. I don't happen to believe it. I think the only thing that can really take this market down on a fundamental reason is an ISIS attack or severe uh, terrorist attack, or you know, they come up with something on uh, Trump as far as potential impeachment. If those, those one of those three things don't happen, I truly believe that um, you have you have pretty much a rock solid market here. And again, and for the listeners out there, I am guessing as much as any other guy on the street. It's not a it's not a guarantee what I'm saying. So I'm just make it clear. This is just John Arnold's guess from 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 studying. So. If you have a market roaring like it's come out of the gate in January 1 till now, and it doesn't pull back, inevitably you're going to form this ridiculous bubble, and the bubble's going to break, and then the whole hell's going to break loose. So when I say healthy pullback, I like it. You know, that means that even if that means that when clients call me, and, and they always do, let's say we had a great quarter, and in the next quarter they lost profit, and they, they call me and say, what happened? I said, well, what do you think happened? Did you think we were going to make... 10% a quarter. I mean, if you truly thought that, then honestly, why don't you have every cent of your money with me? And they laugh because they know that's ridiculous, and I, and I laugh too. But, uh, you know, money makes people do things that they don't want and think irrationally, just like they said in Wall Street's movie. So I I guess what I'm saying to you is, is that 5% correction takes, believe it or not, a little heat off me. Uh, a little take, like, a lot of, it takes a lot of heat off of Wall Street. 
It takes tremendous heat off the hedge fund traders and the institution traders and the pension traders because they are up, so up against it. I, I just ran across a guy uh, the other day down here in Palm Beach. I'm, tr- I'm trying to build my hedge fund, and um, he, he had a stroke at 45, and that's only four years older than me. And he just basically said, it's a, if you think you're stressed, this, this world is crazy stress. Like, you can't even imagine this type of stress. So, um, you know, it's one of those things to where it's healthy for everybody, a 5 to 7% pullback if you're coming out of a roaring market. And we have, let's face it, you look at, if you look at a chart from when Trump got elected on the NASDAQ, it's a straight-up slant. Mm-hmm. It's a straight-up slant. And thank God, because i got to tell you, that dismal, that dismal January and February had, um, took a toll on my client accounts. We, you know, we lost between 18 and 10 percent. I pulled people out of the market. The market lost an additional 8 percent. Um, and by the time I plugged them in, all we had done is really made up what we had lost. Uh, plugged them back in, and so I, I couldn't time it perfect, unfortunately. And really, no one can. But it really was a safety valve, to, just in case we had a 40, 50 percent loss on the on the on on the markets. And it obviously didn't turn out that way, but really I would have had a flat to somewhat a negative return for the year on our aggressive accounts or even something moderate, aggressive, and above had that November Trump rally not come in. Now, either it was a Christmas rally or the Donald Trump rally. Who know, who really knows? That's subjective. One thing's for sure, we kicked some ass since November, and it happened to be the day after Trump got elected, so I'll take it and put it in his arms. So it's been a straight-up climb since then. And you, you touch base on something that's very important. I don't try to get too involved. I have very strong political beliefs on the personal side. But when it comes to managing money, like I tell all of our clients, when it comes to managing money, keep politics on the sideline because normally... Hey, John, as they say, John, as they say, when it comes to money, you're not red, you're not blue, you're all green. Exactly. <laughs> there, and therein lies the logic, exactly. But i got to tell you, it's coming. It has come. In, it's it's warmed itself into the financial system and the markets right now. Because you're right, people are saying, "Well, you know, either prove something that this guy has done wrong, show us, you know, show us the show us the baby, so to speak. If you can't show us the baby, quit your moaning and bitching, and let's get on with getting on. And uh, and that is infiltrating in the market because you know you know when I hear what his plans are, what he's doing. As a as a as a Wall Street guy, I hear I hear gains. I hear bigger and better statements for our clients. I hear defense of the working man. I hear defense of American contractor. I don't hear anything rough and gruff, and I don't hear anything that's negative towards our economy. Maybe on the personal issues, yes, I agree. But I care less about the personal issues. I got to make clients money, and that's how Wall Street feels. Get out of this guy's way, or prove something he's done wrong. But it has caused a sideways reaction in the market. It is traders like me crazy. So I really do try to, to keep the political bias aside because I definitely have some bias there. Uh, in, this, in this case, you can't help but to have political infiltration in the system because he is trying to get done things done for the American economy. And, you know, and, and just so everybody doesn't think that I'm, I'm totally one-sided, I think him um, – yeah, He's trying to nullify you know, the mar- the, mar- the legal marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I'm kind of a square. I've never even tried a cigarette, so I don't, I'll never probably try marijuana. But if my kid came down with some kind of disease, or you know, where the marijuana took his convulsions away, or 
could help him or help blind people see, I say go for it. Knock oh. yourself out. But I think he wants Please. to keep medical marijuana available. Oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe I'm up on too keen on the laws, but well, you yeah, see, that's I, why, John. That's why I'm here. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Ron. I always get well. I'm I'm just a talk. You're the brain. Right. So, no, he wants to keep medical I, marijuana, but I get what. But <laughs> I get Trump saying, John. You know, it's like sanctuary cities. He's saying, well, wait a minute, you can't have something outside of our federal laws. Well, he's saying the same thing about places that have legalized mar- recreational use of marijuana. He's saying, well, wait a minute, there's still a federal law against it. You know, I was, I was reading something today in my research, because I, I do think that what's going to happen is, is we're going to map and copycat Canada. So Canada's had a lot of success with miracle marijuana. It's already been there. They've been there, done that. And and combine that with we have a lot of states, including Ohio, but mostly like states like Pennsylvania and Illinois and very high liberal left states that that are really hurting hurting small business owner. They need other they need other business revenue, and and they're considering legally, uh, they're really considering seriously legalizing marijuana. It's just strictly the fact that it's a great ta- it's a great tax revenue source, uh, and I think that's wrong. By the way, that's not why you legitimize something. Um, and so I agree with him on that part. Let's get it. Let's look at the safety aspects. But I didn't realize, to tell you the truth, I didn't realize that the Trump administration was for legalizing medical marijuana, which, by the way, I am for, and I hope I never need. Um, but how that relates to the show is, you know, that's I get called or emailed or Facebooked, if that's such a term, every day, three or four times a day on what mar- medical marijuana stocks what are we going to get into or what are you thinking and here's the truth for our listenership. I have no damn idea, and, no, and not, neither does anybody, because it's such a scary climate. There are so many of these penny stock, small mer- medical marijuana biotechs out there that um, might be great, or they might just be not even worth the, you know, with the paper they're written on. So I would advise people that are always calling me or always emailing me about this, I would say start small, and I would start, start, um, start with money you don't need. Because if the wrong law passes, if it passes too slow, if something goes haywire, if enough people get high off, if they do get recreational marijuana across the bill, if enough people get high and kill enough people, that's going to drastically bring it down. My point is is there's so many unknowns on this medical marijuana thing that if you get into the wrong penny stock on this thing and you're betting the farm, you're going to lose the farm more than likely. So. Get into it smartly. Get into it slow. Get into it money that you believe you can afford to live without because there's a very good chance that you can lose it all. And uh, I don't know if anybody's called on the show to you personally, Ron, about medical marijuana sucks, but that is the new craze. That's like. Well, I will say that the, the majority of callers over the years that I've had, ever had when we discussed about you know marijuana, even in Ohio, the majority of people support medical marijuana, and, uh, and, I th- and Trump does too. The recreational one, well, that's up for debate and the side effects that can come and all, and all that kind of stuff. But what you're saying, anytime you get into some of these penny stocks, John Arnold, they, there's uh, a lot of risk involved there, isn't there? Yeah, it's extremely high risk. I mean, whether and, it's marijuana or anything else, and that's why they're penny stocks. Yeah, exactly. But even if it even if it comes out of the OTC market, if it, if it comes off the pink sheets, uh, even if it's like it's, it becomes legit, so to speak, all right, you're still gonna you're still gonna have to tread lightly. There's a lot of biotechs out there that have made it past the pink sheets, and that's what like, we're talking about when we say penny stocks. And even in, even when they can make it out the pink sheet. Um, band, so to speak, 
they're still extremely scary, mm-hmm. very scary. And here's an example: a major competitor of uh, of, of iHeart, Sirius Satellite Radio. You know, in the in, in the Great Recession, which I always call, by the way, a depression. But the Great Recession, Sirius Satellite Radio went down to one cent. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? They were they were days away from from going out of business. Um, and had you invested a lot of money in that particular stock, you'd be a millionaire right now. So. Uh, and just the opposite. I've seen so many, like in one in serious side of radio, it was like a two or three dollar stock, and that son of a gun went down to one cent. If you went in with gangbusters thinking, "Well, this is the latest greatest thing, and this is taking over radio, and there's no end in sight as far as the gains," and you put your whole portfolio in serious side of radio, and then you got scared and you sold at one cent. You just got taken for you know. You just got taken. You lost all your savings. My whole point in telling you that, that big rebuttal was. You know, with these penny stocks or low price stocks, let's call them low price stocks, because penny stocks are another classification. But low price stocks are low price for 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 a reason, and there, it's just like when you go into that used car lot. And for instance, let me give you an example. So I saved up a couple thousand bucks uh, when I was four, you know between fourteen and fifteen, washing dishes, dusting tables, etc., to where I could buy my my own car. And what I could afford was, uh, you know, a, uh, a Buick Regal with high, high miles. Now, here's the truth. I knew going in what I was getting into. I knew I was going to probably have an oil leak, and I knew it was, um, you know, might have something this or that, and it might need tires. And what do you want for 2000 bucks? But I needed, I needed, you know, I had visions of driving and having my own car. It's the same thing. It's the same rationale with a penny stock or a low-price stock. You know going in, this son of a gun has a really good chance of breaking down. But you're taking that chance anyway because either, in my case, you need it or, or in, the, in the investor's case, you, you're something, there's a value there that you think you can make quick money. But I can't stress enough to you, and for me, because I'm, I'm an advisor, I'm an investment advisor, I don't do really the, the brokerage account commission thing, um, I, I, uh, I, advise, I won't buy a client a penny stock on my platform because I know the more likely I'm going to be apologizing to them, and as an investment advisor, they're paying me a fee to give them advice, and if that advice is not solid, or if it's 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 helping, it's it's not guarding them from even themselves, then I would be considered out of compliance. More importantly, from just compliance or not compliance, just human being the human being, I don't want those people to lose their money from pie in the sky dreams that probably are going to shatter. So, um, you got to be real careful with these miracle miracle marijuana stocks or marijuana stocks in general because. They're not proven, and you got too much legislation out there that hasn't been passed. Um, and, and I think some is going to pass. We just don't know what and how it's going to affect the markets. So I, I only bring that up because I, I've ignored that topic now for about a half a year, um, and I wanted to address it. I did some 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 better than average studying on it, and uh, in my opinion, there's there's something going to happen here. It's going to slip break, but I don't know which ones are going to be actually worth some money. All right, talking with John Arnold's News Radio 570 WKBN 625. I want to back up here. So you're right. saying the the adjustment period that we're in, we could see what 198. I wrote down, right? Is that what you're saying? We yeah, could, I think 198 is going to be your your bottom of the um your bottom of the, the what's called mini correction. All right, and yeah. and uh, the bottom line is what goes up can't always continue to go up. At some point, it's got to come down some or a correction some, and you're saying that's why this is going to have... When when you see it go down, let's say, or think it'll go down to 19.8, what, 
Will Will you, uh, knowing what you're saying to me, are you going to put in your stop losses, take out your stop losses, or are you going to be buying more no. at nineteen eight? What's the game? What's your thoughts as far as the game plan? Well, I'm, I'm caught between a, a rock and a hard place on that. Like we, what we've been doing is we li- we're leaving the sector, the sectors alone. I'm just telling my clients, listen, this we're not going to be able to time the you know the building and the industry and the banking. It's just not going to happen because that could end up hurting you. We can we can miss the you know another ride up and or I can't get you back in at the bottom. So on on the sector stuff, I'm just just calling it like I see it. I'm just saying, listen, we got great gains. More than likely, you're going to lose some of this gain. But it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take two steps forward or excuse me one step or two steps back and probably five or six steps forward and I'm speaking probably okay of so course. okay help help me out my thinking so you're not gonna let your yeah. stop losses kick in correct no not on the sector stuff so sector okay my sector ETFs no but on my index ETFs yes so what I've been doing for the safeguard of the portfolio because you can't get in anything bond related or money market anymore because it pays nothing or it's too scary because of inflation and interest rate risk. So we've been using index funds as the safety net of our portfolios. So we've been using an like SP 500 fund or an QQQ uh, or a NASDAQ fund. And this, you're literally owning the indexes. All right. So you're catching a very small dividend and you're spreading your risk amongst thousands of stocks on an index that has performed since, well, since its existence. Um, we're taking and then taking switching out of those and going into the money market off of those. We're putting in very close stop losses, and then that's about forty percent of our portfolio. So we're leaving sixty percent in there just in case, uh, and then I'm leaving forty percent to the money market or putting close stop losses. But and, and something that I think is is reasonable because, like I said, you're not on on sector ETFs and sector stocks. It's going to be very 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 hard to to time it on the bottom to go back in and, and tour maybe you've missed missed the bottom. As a matter of fact, I, I know it's going it's an actual physical impossibility. On the index, if I miss the first two or three percent up on the index, no big deal because it's an index fund. So my my strategy um, is a little bit different than what it used to be. Uh, I've become I've, I've included a little bit more passive investment strategy into our overall portfolio because if you, and then this is not going to help me any, but if, if you really hear what I'm saying in the big picture here is um, investing uh, technical analysis-wise has actually come in second place to passive investing and fundamental investing. So if you just put your money in the SP 500 or, or the Dow Jones or the, or the NASDAQ in 2009 market bottom, you would have beat John Arnold technical analysis or hedge fund guy or tech or Basically, any true money manager that's managing this thing through the ups and downs of the market would have beat them because the NASDAQ has tripled, the, 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 the SP has, et cetera. And really, you just set it and forget it. Now, before that cycle, tactical analysis really won. So from the early Trump-Bush years, excuse me, the Bush-Trump, the Bush years, I can't get Trump off my mind, uh, the Bush years after the 2002-2001 market crash, Technical analysis really won that cycle. It was it was because of the momentum. I mean, people were in technical analysis were making money hand over fist. In comes the 2008 market crash. Uh, fundamentals won that greatly, and then so I now I think we're all, I think now it's cycling back to where technical analysis traders are probably probably going to be the winner. So I'm blending both. 
to protect our. Country. All right, but you, but it, but I mean, you, your best guess is if you're in in a in an index fund is keep a careful watch on it, right? Yeah, I would say extremely careful watch, like like fingers on the mouse, click click to sell. That kind of deal. Well, you know, Arnold, I got out of all my bonds and I went in an S&P index fund, so thanks. Because you're my boy. You're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, sometimes you just ride the wave, man. Hang on there. John Arnold, come back. Get your pen and paper ready, man. I'm going to give you a phone number out where you find this guru right uh, over there in Canfield with... Uh, John Arnold's office, which is on Star Center Plaza. I'll give you directions how to get there and a phone number. That's coming up. John's our guest. Monday night, News Radio 570 WKB. And we'll be right back, so stay tuned. Headline update. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. It's 6.30. This is a Bloomberg Market Minute. Investors moved cautiously at the start of the week after Fed Chair Janet Yellen signaled last week that an interest rate hike is all but certain next week. The Dow Jones Industrials fell 51 points to 20,954. The Nasdaq closed 21 points lower and the S&P 500 lost eight. Michael Faroli is the chief U.S. economist at J.P. Morgan Securities. He talked to Bloomberg about the recent changes and what we're hearing from Fed officials. They've been asking themselves in public whether they're getting behind the curve. They keep saying no, but the fact that they're even asking it shows there may be some doubt in their mind that they are. Even more dovish central bankers have indicated they're on board for a rate hike. The Internal Revenue Service says just over one million taxpayers were audited last year. That was the smallest number since 2004. The IRS says budget cuts forced the agency to cut back on audits. Crude oil futures fell to $53.20 a barrel in New York. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. News ready to go. I'm Pam Puso. House Republicans unveil their blueprint to repeal and replace Obamacare. The Ways and Means proposal calls for dismantling Obamacare taxes and mandates, expanding health savings accounts, and providing a monthly tax credit to people who don't receive insurance through work. Fox's Mike Emanuel on Capitol Hill. It's unclear how many Americans would be eligible and how many people might lose coverage earlier today on the Senate floor. I suspect it'll raise costs and cut benefits. I suspect far fewer Americans will get coverage. And I suspect their plan will put the insurance companies back in charge. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Republicans hope the final version of the bill hits the House floor the week after next. On Wall Street, the Dow down 51 points, the S&P dipping 7, the Nasdaq off 21. Fox News, we report, you decide. Next update at 7. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. Okay, do we, uh, where are we on that, uh, on that, uh, well, I tell you what, stand by. Don't we have to get that Menards and things done here? All right, so News Radio 570 WKBN. Moment of, uh, brief moment of confusion there. All right, John, so I think I got, uh, I got the game plan here. So you're saying your best guess is it, is it, um, 
a little bit of choppy seas ahead, okay? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Good way to put it. All right. But you're not overreacting to it with stop losses kicking in or anything like that other than maybe on your uh, on your index funds. Is that accurate? Yeah, we're not even we're not we're kind of just pulling the trigger on the index funds. All right. I mean it, it's not panic mode basically. It's not now, are you looking then at buying more? Yes or no? No, no, I'm not. Um, I, I think this is an extremely scary time to buy if you're entering the market. As a matter of fact, okay, tell me why. Clients. Go ahead. Uh, tell me, tell me why, and what are you doing with? You're always getting new clients. So, what are you doing? And tell me why you made the last comment that you've made. Well, real quick here, because I know we're on time with the YSU. So. Uh, we're, we're heading in slowly. I told I told our, our I'm going to call her Mrs. C today that we just picked up last week. Say, listen, we're going to head in 10% a week. See how this market goes. Really, really broad index stuff. In the event that we're wrong, but I told her we're going to probably be 40, 60% in the cash. And I said you're just going to have to live with it because she she came out from this bozo in Chicago that really did her dirty and just got her got her nowhere fast and. Uh, you know, it's like most people come into my firm. They come in a little bit pissed off with a big wall up, and it's my job to break it down. So we got to be, we got to tread water lately. Uh, it's about more protecting her, her principal, and heading in the right time than just heading in, you know, head first and and trying to prove myself and, and show off. And I, I used to do that, by the way, and that was an amateur thing of me to do. So we put together a game. We put together a game plan and. And, and that's the way we're going to do it, just like a football game. Right. In other words, you're not going to take her money, put it in the market, and so the first thing she sees is, gee, I lost a bunch of money, right? Yeah, yeah. You come out of the game, that is, that is doubled down on her loss because she got beat up from the last guy, and here she is starting out with me, you know, with, with a negative. So, so we're just going to. So would you we're wait? Gonna tr- we're going to tread water. Would you wait till it went down to 198 to put more into it if that happens? Yeah. If, let, let's say that we we let's say we went 20, 30 percent into some. Some broad index funds, okay? Mm-hmm. Just, just hypothetically, I'm not saying that's what we're going to do because that's contradictory to what I said. But let's say we did that. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna let it sit until either a major market change in the, in the upside or let the thing fall and go to 198195. Even if it, even if I get in early at that number, I'm a firm believer we bought in at a good value price. And and I, I tell people, listen, if you can't handle that, you don't belong in the stock market. Get the hell out. And go to your CD or fixed annuity because that's going to happen. Well, I don't mind a stock market, Arnold, as long as I can put money in, never lose any money, and only make money. Do you understand my criteria? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite is when people come in and want 12% returns, but they don't want to take a lot of risk. All right, so 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 in other words, because you're always getting new clients, the new clients you're saying, all right, uh, listen, just from my standpoint, we're going to sit tight here. We don't want to put your money in the market. I haven't forgot about you because if I put it in, I'm afraid you'll lose some money. And I'll let you know when we slowly put the money in. That's a fair statement, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's a description of what exactly what I told her today. We're just gonna we're gonna dip our toe in the water. Well, she should be uh, Johnny. She should be happy to hear that because that's the prudent way to do it. Too many other people just dump her in and then they say, "Well, you you know you write it down and wait for it to go back up." In this BS, I tell her what I, I tell you what I told her. Why in the world would you get? Why would you pay me to do that? Just go get a damn book at Barnes and Nobles and how to allocate and put yourself in Vanguard funds if that's what you want to do. And she agreed. She she's a she's a real cool lady and. Um, it's going to be a great relationship, but it's a good learning tool for 
for our listeners out there. Now answer this uh, question. I want to ask you another one stuff. before I run too uh, too late here. Do you, in a lot of cases, this is a yes or no question, in a lot of cases yeah. when clients come to you, from uh, from the, like a situation that you're describing, do you look at what the last guy did and, honest to God, shake your head and go, "This is unbelievable"? Yes or no? Yes, more and more. <laughs> I just say, "Hey, John, I get, I get frustrated." John, that's a big victory for me. I've been trying to pull that out of you for how many years? <laughs> I know, I know. I don't like to. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a cowbell on that. <laughs> you would always argue with me on that. I finally won one, Arnold. You got one. You got one. I'm not going to bash him, though. I, yeah, I do find myself scratching my head and saying, how do you call yourself a financial advisor? And you need to slap this lady into this, this, and this. And you know damn well if you have a brain that they ain't going to perform. The problem is... You are putting them into something easy to manage so you can move on to the next cell. You're just an asset collector. You're not a financial advisor. What pisses me off about that is because it tarnishes the whole industry. There you go. All right. Now I got I got a basketball game coming up, but I've enjoyed my yep. conversation with uh with uh what's your name again? <laughs> John Arnold. And where and you, you located where are you located? Give me the details there, All Mr. Right. John We're Arnold. Tippecanoe Road, Star Center Boulevard in the same area of the poorhouse is in. Um, we're at the opposite end of the poorhouse, last building on the left. Um, we got a real beautiful sign going in this week or next from uh, signs by tomorrow. But we have a little, um, we have a little sign in the yard there that says general management. But free consultations, give us a call, 330-360-0523, that's my cell, or 330-965-9890. Again, 965-9890. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the web at jewealth.net. Again, jewealth.net. And uh, All right. say go Penguins. Let's support our Penguins. You got it. Thank you, John. Talk to you next Later. Monday. All right. Stay tuned for the Penguins next on WKBN. Temperature 49 degrees.